uh, as you know, we've been doing this series called the book of Hebrews. And uh, we've been going chapter by chapter. And, uh, and if you're here for the very first time and you've missed any of the chapters, it's okay. It's not like Netflix, meaning you have to start from, from, from the first episode. It's far better than Netflix, not that stuff. Uh, in fact, because with the Word of God, the Word of God, will you, no matter where you open up, God will begin to deposit something within your spirit right where you are. So you will not miss a beat, regardless of what chapter you walk in on. So today we're on chapter four. But you know what? I'm really excited because we've got our guest speakers. Um, and they are our past, uh, they are our campus pastors at Rotorua Elam next month. Man, I'm excited with the fact that when the Holy Spirit turns up, he says, why don't you turn off, Stacey, and let me. And so um, right from my wife's voice there that happened this morning, I think we were talking within worship, and once again in Psalm 23, verse 6, it said, Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. See, we serve this God. Sometimes we, don't, we might not even want to come here. We're here and we're like, oh, but there's a God who's intentionally chasing you and chasing me in our flaws and our smallnesses and in our maybe differences within our marriages. I'm just going to run off my wife's lead. Everybody say today. today. Sorry, I'll slow that down. Today. <laughs> so maybe today is a day of reckoning and understanding that there was a time of law, but there was a new marriage, a new wedding about to take place. We get married into the Christ by way of grace. And so I'm just going to follow on my wife. Absolutely, my darling. Here we go. Let's um, turn to the book of Hebrews. If you're in uh, your iPad or however you're looking at that today, I've got a good old book, um, a Bible here. So just honored to be here once again, just to join in, uh, firstly, as lovers of our communities, taking off pastoral hats and stuff, but we're just honoured to be living in times such as this, that we might be a portray or an expression of the God that we believe in in our communities, eh? That's paramount. That's number one. Number two, uh, to be in the house and to join in with Hebrews 4. I got that right this morning. I was hoping that I took the right uh, notes, and I did. So we're looking at Hebrews 4. If you understand the context of the book of Hebrews, it's... Um, Father is portraying within the words that there is something supreme to religion, eh? Jesus Christ is supreme to religion. We know that whatever religion it is, I don't put down any religion, for God is the creator of all and the respecter of no man. And if we can't find the sense of presence within every culture, every ethnicity ever made, born on earth, we might be serving the wrong God. Because the God that I know is, is in and out of time. He's in the dark spaces, he's in the highs and he's in the lows, he's in the hard spaces, he's in the spaces of love, and this is who we're talking about today. Everybody say today. today. That's the theme, today. Going to go somewhere with this today. I was challenged the other day by someone's theology, uh, their doctrines maybe on the streets. We were going to Kmart, my poor wife, she came out, she thought, oh my God, what's my husband doing? I'm in a deep debate. The thing that when I get into a debate, it's not about how good or I've got answers for you, but I protect and we should protect the cross and the truth of the righteousness of the God that we believe in Jesus Christ at all, all counts. And so I was challenged. Young man said to me, and I can remember being young and full of zeal, he said to me, oh, come over here, I want to show you something in scripture. And he brings out this particular scripture, which we're going to read. And he says, do you believe in the Sabbath? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm reading it in there. And he says, well, if you don't adhere to the rules of the Sabbath, you're going to 
you're going to Hades, you're going to hell. And I says, wow. And then he turns to the book of Revelations and he says, whoever takes away or adds to this word, let the plagues of this book and prophetic words of this be upon him. And I said to him, but where's Jesus and the grace? And he said, oh, well, there's grace of Jesus, but you've got to understand we must uphold the law. Everybody say law. Today. Last word, grace. Oh, boy. We're heading somewhere. I hope anyway. The superiority of Christ. The superiority of Christ over everyone and everything is clearly demonstrated in the author. Christianity supersedes all religious systems and attempts to teach God, to reach God, teach God, reach God. It can never be surpassed. We can, we can one find anything. Ah, where can one find anything better than Christ? Living in Christ is having the best of life. All competing religions are deceptions or cheap imitations. Okay, let's have a look at this stuff. So we know that Judaism of the time when Jesus came, he interrupted the world, and he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except for me. And that challenged the whole lot of the religious sect of that time, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, those who believed in the resurrection, those who didn't, and they hated and they cussed Jesus. And we know because he came with authority that was beyond them. That was beyond them, and he challenged the religious sect at the time. So Judaism, uh, I don't know a whole lot of it, but I know in the time that that was uh, one of the main figures of religion in the time that people were living by, and then people were challenged and moved into truth that Jesus is the Messiah that was spoken about in Isaiah, as we know through the Gospels and we go on through. But here's the thing. Jesus is, he ascends and he goes to heaven. The book of Acts comes. And in the, uh, the first church, which is people of the way, um, they started to disperse across the lands. Persecution came. And so you could understand when you're sort of spreading out, it's really cool, all these people are together. You're going out into the world and then you become few maybe. And so Judaism up against the grace of Jesus Christ, they were sitting at the crossroads. Where do I sit? Here's the crossroads for us today. Whether it's Judaism, whether it's your own culture, whether it's whatever it is that comes up against the cross of Jesus Christ, the thing that they found sustained was in their religion, within this, in their space. We can all do that somehow. We can live knowing God, but not knowing God. We can live serving God, or we can live in the rest of God. Eh? So there's a hiding place in between, eh? We can sustain our relationship with God by doing the God thing, but not having the intimate relationship. I'm not talking to anyone here. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to me. Everybody say today. today. We're going to learn that, that God says that in the completion, when he spoke the world into being and everything that's in it, and then he talks about today. Today is the day after God rested. Now, when God completed the earth, he said he was happy with it. But in his completion, his work had finished. He rested. He opened the gates of the world and he said, why don't you live in my rest? I've built it for you. Live in my rest. I didn't say I've rested now, now it's Monday and you guys start laboring because you have to work for what I made. No, 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 he said. Live in my rest. The context of the scripture, understanding that, eh? For if we're not living in his rest, we find our sustainability. Sorry, the dark, the dark light bit. We find our sustainability in our own accomplishments, our own expectations or desire to appease a God who was already appeased by the work of the cross, the Son, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Am I making sense to anybody today?
If not me, we'll read on a little bit more and hopefully the scriptures, Holy Spirit will highlight to us today. I'm a simple man and if you're a simple man like me, we, we serve an incredible God that in our simplicity, he, he is the increase. <laughs> so Lord, be my increase today. None be seen but the cross. So with this young man, he disturbed me and he was talking about the law of the Sabbath. And I said to him, what church do you belong to? I just got like a really, I was like, I need to you know, talk with the elders or something, saying that Jesus is not enough. Anyway, I get home, <laughs> Pastor Ants, I just reminded to come up here and to speak on the book of Hebrews 4. And I turned to Hebrews 4 and it was exactly what the young man was showing me. And you know, in all humility, I had to come and say, Father, teach me if I'm wrong. I don't know at all. Maybe you're showing me something that I, I just need to understand about you. And he was. I thought I was going to be scolded. And then on the other side of humility, I have to have the understanding not to, to scold the young man to say that I'm right, but to understand that there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is death. I think that's Proverbs 20, chapter, uh, verse 16. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is death. And the cross be before us. And so this scripture comes up, and let's, let's have a look at it. Chapter 4 of Hebrews, verse 1. I'm not the best reader, that's okay. You'll work it out. You'll read better than me in your Bible, but we'll go through this together. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands. There's a promise of entering his rest still stands? Okay, it still stands. It's still here for us, he's saying. Let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. How do we fall short of that? Isn't it interesting, eh? That there's a rest that he's given us and we fall short of it because we live in the law of working for it when he says, why don't you enter my rest? If you're a son or you're a daughter of a father and you come to the table for kai time, you don't say, Dad, can I have a kai? It's your right to be at the table. And the counterfeit would say, why don't you just work for your kai then you can come in the door and sit at the table. That would be true if you weren't a son and a daughter of the father. There's a counterfeit that's so close to the truth, eh? One degree up, ten degrees that way, five minutes later, away from the truth. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them. Wow. You know, and I find it interesting, it was no value to them. Maybe it was no value when Christ was around, but there was people that were there that witnessed the Christ and it was valuable to them. And then as time goes on and years go on, the value of that message started to fade, eh? The truth of that message was still truth, but then they started, oh, Judaism. We know that Christianity, Jesus says, take up my cross if you want to follow me. And there's lots of ways to look at that, lots of persecution and all different things. But you could see how we can easily become discouraged if we're doing something for God and we're not living in his currency, eh? Everybody say living in his currency. You see, grace is given and mercy is accepted, eh? He continues to chase us, to lavish us with his grace. Our thing is just to turn around. Do we accept his mercy? And we take up on us his yoke, which is light, eh? My wife was talking about the marriage this morning. We have been married into an eternity beyond ourselves. And our ring is grace. 
and the bride is Jesus Christ. This is no different. There are two narratives here. Will you or will you not? Here we go. No value to them because they did not share in the faith of those who obeyed. Now we who have believed enter the rest, just as God said. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. They shall never enter my rest. Your toil, the beginning of earth. Man, you shall toil on, on, on the earth. We were cursed, if you like, in a sense, when we were cast out of the Garden of Eden. And woman shall bear child, and she will, um, she will be witness to the birthing pains in that time, okay? So what he's saying here, so I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. What a terrible place to be, eh? To know a truth, but not to live in its rest, not to live in its truth. To know it, it's there, but I've just got to live here because I just feel this is right so that I can be a part of that. Oh. And yet his works have fulfilled and finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he had spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again, in the passage above, he says, they shall not enter my rest. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter the rest, and since those who, former, who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set up a certain day. Everybody say, certain day. Certain day. Calling it today. Say today, please. Today. And again. Today. And again. Here's the picture I want to paint to you. Just make it nice and easy, just like me. Simple guy. Just say yesterday was the seventh day of creation and God finished it and he rested. And he basically turns around and he says, tomorrow, yesterday, he's saying, but tomorrow, which is our today, rest in me. I labored. It's my rest. And this rest, I allow you to become a part of that rest if you will live in me. Isn't that so beautiful? So maybe my point in here with this young fella, yes, the Sabbath is, is really important, but the Sabbath should be another, I might be wrong, you can work this out for yourself in your own time, another arrow that points to the overruling supremacy of Jesus Christ. He didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. If Christ became a one-all sacrifice and all giving and sustaining for every person's life, then there would be no need or want in places that were. We have come into the new relationship, the new marriage, the new the, the supper of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. I know Pastor Ants will pull this apart and write through the rest of the chapters, but I think the one point for me that highlights in chapter 4 is that Christ is supreme over every religion, every culture, every being. Do we disregard our culture and our religions? Some we do. But understand this, we can still see our God through it all. But we'll only see it through it all is when we live in him. Because if we live for him, we'll see from a religious lens, eh? My understanding, your understanding. And then we're going to get up on Monday and just feel like, oh, I hope it's Friday. No, it's Monday because I'm tired. Life's hard living for God. And so some people are questioning me, well, what about good works and stuff? Good works comes from an attitude of gratitude. Father, you've saved me with an incredible grace and I want everyone to know about this grace. And I'm living for you. I've become the expression with two hands and two feet. 
and a mouth and a tongue and a bigger head than normal, but an expression of you, Father God. And my expression is only my love for you, which you love me first, not my intention that I might be saved for living for you. But I accept and I know who you are and I'm living in you. I just want to hit some spots here, Whanau, and I'll leave it for Pastor Ants, but I'm just going to say, Whanau, if you're living for him, maybe today's the day you just want to live in him. And it doesn't mean that you come up here and I'm living in him now. It's a journey. We were talking about growth track and all these things. The importance of them is, is understanding how you, how me, us, all of us together live in him. If I don't join any of those groups, not for the sake of joining groups, I'll be out here living for him. I just want to encourage you in this space, in this church, whatever town you are, why don't you take a step in and live in them? Why don't you come into the currency of the kingdom of God? No longer the power of the law, but the one who superseded the law and become grace and love for each and every one of us.